Welcome to Two Open Doors, the podcast that explores our power to open or close the doors of relationship with the important people in our lives. We hope you'll learn from and share your wisdom with our community. Thanks for joining us. Relationships are a living, breathing thing. They usually grow from tentative initial flickerings of interest through a phase of growth or contraction and, for those that take root, into a potentially long period of relative stability. Eventually, there may be a time of decline, or sometimes an explosive ending. Successful and satisfying relationships require a balance between allowing the form of a relationship to reveal itself and avoiding a possible temptation to take the relationship in directions that don't suit it. In this episode, we'll explore how one can strive to strike this artful balance. At the beginning of a relationship, it's often not evident what sort of relationship might emerge. The form of a relationship depends, for the most part, on what the two partners desire from their connection. The possibilities range from a simple but satisfying friendship, through an intimate connection that might or might not include a sexual element, to a true soul connection that might last a lifetime. Like a newly sprouted tender plant shoot, a nascent relationship needs to be nurtured. It requires a commitment of time, interest, and openness from both partners. Given those nutrients, the ongoing stream of interaction between partners will reveal whether the relationship offers the possibility of a deep or superficial connection, with many or few shared interests, and with or without a romantic component. The form of the relationship emerges over time in an organic way. Allowing a relationship to unfold requires patience. If we're enjoying how things are playing out, there's a natural tendency to try to skip ahead to the end of the book. However, doing so can disrupt the process. Our partner may feel pressured, and trying to rush things can result in a failure to savor what's happening in each moment of connection. In addition, it takes time for two people to get to know each other. We're often guarded, due perhaps to past traumas, and it's a scary thing to allow oneself to become vulnerable enough to show what's at our core. If we fail to allow enough relaxed time for the shape of a relationship to reveal itself, we can inadvertently distort or derail the connection. During the early stages of a relationship, we're largely along for the ride. Our emotions can be turbulent, and we're susceptible to the confounding influence of new relationship energy, or NRE. We need to stay engaged and present in order to feed the process of coming together. That process offers much pleasure and much hope as to what the relationship might become. It makes sense to try to enjoy that process. After a while of engagement with a partner, it may start to become apparent to us what direction the relationship is taking. If that evolution aligns well with our hopes and expectations, we may feel delight, and we may vest ourselves even more in the relationship. However, If the path of the relationship seems to be deviating from our goals, or if it feels like it's falling short, our reaction may be quite different. In such circumstances, we might be inclined to push the relationship in directions that are more to our liking. That's when things can get dicey. It's of course natural to want what we want. In the case of a relationship though, our partner's desires are every bit as important as our own. If the partner's goals for the relationship are divergent, one or both partners are likely to feel pressured or frustrated or dissatisfied. Relationships are negotiated, and any undue pressure violates the spirit of negotiation. Such pressure can make a partner feel disrespected or unheard. 
If that happens, the partner may feel used for the other's benefit, rather than feeling cared for by that partner. Those feelings can be the death knell of a relationship. One of the things that can roil a nascent relationship is our personal agenda. To lay a sound foundation for a relationship, the two partners need to explore one another and share who they are with one another. That process of exploration requires openness and honesty so that true revelation can take place. Without that, partners may present what they want the other to see, that is, who they want to be seen as rather than who they truly are. Without authenticity, the best that can happen is that a partner may fall in love with an illusion, a person who doesn't really exist. While that might build initial attraction, it isn't sustainable. Worse, it undermines trust between the partners. Without trust, which is one of the pillars of relationship along with safety, a relationship cannot take root. A personal agenda can be very narrow, and it often considers only the wishes of the person with the agenda. That is, it may not take the partner's needs and desires into account. Given those traits, a personal agenda isn't a great basis for bringing two people together. The chances of a mutually satisfying and stable relationship are greatly increased if the partners share their respective hopes, dreams, and relationship goals with one another. Then, with supporting good communication and negotiation skills, those partners can create a unified vision that calls to both of them. Creating a shared vision for a relationship requires that each partner be open and receptive to their partner's perspectives and wishes. In a healthy relationship, each partner invites the other to share their thoughts, feelings, and plans. In order for love to develop within a relationship, each partner needs to open themselves to receive from their partner. In a way, such a stance is the opposite of driving a personal agenda. Sharing, caring, and communication take the place of driving a one-sided agenda, perhaps at the expense of the partner. As we all know, relationships can change over time. Some end, either gradually or abruptly. Some change their character, perhaps moving from platonic to romantic or vice versa. Some expand to include new participants, while others may shift to exclude participants. As noted in the opening of this post, relationships are organic. Our intimate relationships are not just a nice-to-have adornment in our lives, they are part of what sustains us. As such, we are naturally protective of those relationships. We have a tendency to try to hang on to whatever is important to us, including our core relationships. We tend to resist significant changes in our relationships, especially if those changes involve the distancing of a partner or the loss of the special emotional or sexual access that we may have to a partner. Monogamous, committed relationships, such as marriages, may aspire to stability across a lifetime, even though, of course, that may not be how things play out. Such relationships may not seem very fluid. In actuality, though, intimate relationships in Western societies show a clear pattern of serial monogamy rather than lifelong commitment. Polyamorous relationships seem to show even more fluidity than monogamous relationships, perhaps because most poly relationships aren't based on an upfront assumption of lifetime commitment and exclusivity. As we've seen in numerous prior posts, poly relationships can take many forms, reflecting a wide range of relationship goals. In a sense, poly relationships exist within a larger bounding box than do monogamous relationships. The inherent fluidity of polyamorous relationships is an ever-present challenge to poly practitioners. New partners can come and go, for oneself and for one's current partners. 
That means that it's important to know how to deal effectively with jealousy and with both the advent of new relationships and the morphing or dissolution of existing relationships. Our society certainly doesn't prepare us for the emotional maturity or stability that are required to successfully navigate these relationship rapids. Thankfully, there is much coherence, caring, and support within the poly community. Being able to reliably tap that support system allows polyamorous people to focus on the many joys of having multiple loving partners, secure in the knowledge that the poly community will help them cope with the inevitable challenges. That's a great environment in which to explore deep human connection. To learn more about Two Open Doors and to engage with our community, I'd like to invite you to visit the Two Open Doors private Facebook group, the Two Open Doors meetup group, and the Two Open Doors website at twoopendoors.com. I also invite you to contact me directly by writing to me at claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, at twoopendoors.com. I'd love to hear from you, and I'll use your inputs to guide my work on future blog posts and podcast episodes. Thanks for visiting Two Open Doors. 